Amen. You can be seated. I hope that life is going good for you. Uh, I'm believing God that uh, every day is a is another step in, on the incredible journey for you, man. The, the life that Jesus came that you might have that it would just be absolutely incredible. You know, Jesus came that you might have and enjoy an abundant, over the top, in excess life, man. That you would have so much life that 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 it would almost bother you a little bit that you had so much going on. When you look around and see so many people with nothing. You, you know, here's the deal is, uh, I don't think many of us have really connected to that full life. I don't think very many are, are actually totally alive the way God wants us to be. I think we've settled with, you know, while we've lived, some things inside of us have died. We've allowed vision and dreams and hopes and aspirations, even some of our beliefs, we, we've kind of allowed them to die, you know, maybe due to disappointment or, or uh, experienced failures or shortcomings along the way, you know, bumps in the road that kind of made us decide, you know, maybe we shouldn't just be believing for so many big things. Maybe we ought to settle in. And you know what? God, there's something about God. I really believe that he is wanting you to go after the fullness of life that he came to give you. And you got to realize that uh, that life is going to be opposed, right? Uh, you know, anything good in life, man, you got to be willing to fight for it, right? It, it, to go upstream, you got to have some life. It, you can be dead and float downstream, but you got to have some real life to go upstream. Somebody say amen. I want to show you a scripture. Micah 6, 8 says, uh, he has shown you, O oh man, what is good. Everybody say good. You know, I thought it was interesting when uh, Brother Cook was with us last week and he was talking about the, you know, the, the rivers coming out of us and that first one was called what? Pishon. And, and it led them to where the gold was and the gold was good. You, you know, uh, there, there are some good, there's good things God has for your life. Don't, don't ever think that God's against the good stuff, right? I said, don't ever think that God's against the good stuff. Right there you'd say, Amen. Right? Because God, God wants you to have and enjoy a good life. And he's showing you what is good. What does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Let's look at that scripture for a minute. You know, we're talking about walking with God. We are, we are talking about uh, being connected to God. Uh, walking the life that's good. You know, it says that you would do justly. The word do if you go study that word out, you're going to find it means to achieve, to succeed, to perform, to accomplish. Justly, that, that, that word means to uh, correct decision. So to accomplish the, the correct decision, to make the right choices. This is what God's required of us, that we can make the right choices. You know, what is it that separates us from the God walk that he's called us to? Usually it's the fact that we've made the wrong choice. You know, somewhere along the line, we've decided not to do the right thing because the right thing might have been too expensive in our opinion, might have, might have been too costly, might have been too difficult. Well, that, those decisions have disconnected us from the God walk that he's wanting to take us on. You got to realize that we have an enemy that w does not want us to know what it is to be fully alive. He don't want you having that great life that Jesus came that you might have. He wants you to believe that Christianity is about, you know, developing good manners and church attendance. He doesn't want you to know that what Christianity is supposed to do is set you free, make you whole, and cause you to be fully alive. 
Man, when you hook up to Christ, something on the inside of you ought to explode. And, and you ought to rise up and say, whoa, I got, I got life now. Right? I, I'm facing the same issues, the same circumstances that I was before. But now there's hope where there wasn't hope. There's too many believers going through life without hope. Too many believers going through life, they're beat up all the way. I mean, every step of their journey is a big drag. Well, man, maybe, maybe, maybe you're not really connected to God on the walk that he wants you to be on. I don't think God's plan for you, I don't think that his plan and, and uh, the, the pathway that he's carved out for you is, is supposed to be one that's knocking the crud out of you on a daily basis. I think God wants you walking in victory. I think God wants you experiencing success. I think God wants you to know what it is to be made whole, to be set free, and to be fully alive. Look at your neighbor and say, fully alive. I mean, fully alive. Fully alive. Really having life. Not, not sitting there thinking, well, I don't deserve it. I'm unworthy. You know, the fact of the matter is you don't deserve it. And probably you are unworthy. But if, if what God has for you was based on whether or not you deserved it, you wouldn't even have salvation. If what God has for you was based on your ability to live a perfect life, well, you'd be done already. But it, it, it's not about us. It's about what he's done to position us and then to reposition us so that we can be connected to the life he's called us to, to be fully alive. And I, gotta, I, I hope I can somehow drop in your spirit a passion to walk with God. I mean, you know, not, not, to, not to walk through life with T-shirts and bumper stickers, but to walk with God. To know what it's like to get up in the morning, head out on your day realizing I am not traveling alone today. I am walking with the Most High and there ain't anything I'm going to face that's too difficult for Him. And realize too that God is going to lead you into battles you couldn't possibly win. He's going to lead you into problems you couldn't possibly solve. He's going to lead you into situations you couldn't possibly afford. But He's going to show up and do His thing. That when you do what he said, he's going to produce what he promised every single time. That this journey is going to be an adventure and I'm going to see the greatness and the goodness of my God. He's not going to go around killing people. He's going to go around raising people from the dead. Hello, somebody. He, he's not going to go around punishing. He wants to go around blessing. He, he's not out trying to get you. He's out trying to help you. Come on, somebody. That you, that you would... Know what it is to really walk with God, that you'd have a passion that says, you know what, I'm not taking one step that might lead me away from God's plan because God's plan is exciting, God's plan is fulfilling, and God's plan has some blessing connected to it. Hello, somebody. You know, when you read the Bible, um, look at it from a slightly different perspective. You know, look at it as a journal with multiple entries that, that paint a picture of what walking with God would look like in given situations. You know, what would it look like to walk with God if, if, if you had just experienced great loss? Well, you, you know, look at, go and read about David. 
praying for a baby that dies. You know, what does walking with God look like after the loss of a child? Well, it looks like this. It looks like you get up off the dirt and you brush yourself off and you uh, anoint yourself, you change your apparel, you head off to the temple and you begin to worship because you're not going to let the pain of past destroy the power of your future. What does it look like to walk with God on a day that you find out that, uh, you know, let's say you're a single mom and you ain't got nothing. What would that look like? Well, you can go read about the widow woman that, that uh, you know, Mrs. Fields Pancakes, remember her? She, uh, she was feeding the prophet, and all of a sudden she had so much that she couldn't get it turned off. Hello, somebody. That's what walking with God looks like in that situation. Come on, guys, let's go for a walk. I said, let's go for a walk. Some of us make walking with God look like one of the most depressing things that has ever occurred on the face of the planet. Maybe we should change. Oh, don't shout me down now. You know, some of us, I think, we're walking with God, but if the truth was told, you know, we're, we're kind of out there on a, on a solo journey. God ain't nowhere around. Matter of fact, you often wonder where he's at. Well, if you've ever wondered where he's at, could it possibly be that you're not walking with him? Hello? You know, God, where are you? He's probably asking the same question. You, know, uh, you cannot afford to walk alone. Look at your neighbor and tell him that. You can't afford to walk alone. You've got to remember that something greater than fate has called you. Hell is hunting you. And fellowship's going to save your bacon. Okay? Okay? Destiny has called you, but realize that uh, the more you pursue destiny, the more hell's going to hunt you. I, I need you to understand that the more you go after this God walk, the, the greater the intensity of warfare you're going to step into. I mean, you, you, we might as well tell you now so that you don't think you've made some mistake. Many people think that if I hook up to God and surrender my life to God and really begin to live for God, that everything should be easy. It should be cake and ice cream. I should never have another problem. I got news for you. That, that's not walking with God. Matter of fact, I think a lot of times uh, hell kind of leaves people alone who aren't in pursuit of destiny. You know, just get, you have just enough junk going on to think that, uh, you know, that's life. But if you ever really go after the things of God, you got to be ready. You got you got to have that helmet on. Hello, somebody. You, you you need you need the armor. You you need to be prepared for some warfare. You're gonna have some stuff happen. Said so you're gonna have some stuff happen. Matthew eleven twelve says, from the days of John the Baptist even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. Violent, take it by force. You, you know, uh, you, you'll remember a few weeks ago when we were reading Second Kings twenty two forty eight that uh, you know vessels have been created to get the gold, but you can't be you got to have a backbone to go get the gold. You, you got you know the the good things in life are going to require you to uh, uh, invest yourself to apply yourself to well. If God wants to bless me, He'll bless me. That's not the way this works. You are blessed already. But if you really want to see it, then you're going to have to you know get up off your rusty dusty and you're going to have to make some stuff happen. Right? You're going to have to get involved in the journey. Hello, somebody. You're going to have to apply yourself. You've got you to gotta realize that, that hell's doing everything it can to stop you. Hell ain't trying to hurt you. It's trying to kill you. Okay? Your, your enemy ain't trying to knock you down. It's trying to knock you out. It wants you out of this thing. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised when all kinds of junk's going on in your life. Just remember that greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world, right? Just remember that when you walk through the fire, he said, you won't be alone. 
And the flame's not going to kindle upon you. When you're going through the flood, just remember, you know, most of the time our eyes are locked. We rivet our attention onto the flood. Well, rivet your attention on the fact that you're going through it. You're not going under in it. You're going through it, right? There's all kinds of junk going on around us, but we're still going through, right? I don't know how many times in the Bible it says, it came to pass. It happens, right? It came to pass. Why that here? What's well, come to pass? It, it, it's just moving through. You're going to make it. I said, you're going to make it. Just keep trusting God, believing God, and keep walking with God. Keep walking with God. Let me show you another scripture. Amos 3, 3. Can two walk together unless they are agreed? You know where, where the enemy, uh, one of his most strategic tools is when he has the ability to cause you to walk in disagreement with God. If you're going to walk with God, you'll have to agree with God. Right? See, at some point, you've got to ask yourself, who is walking with whom? Most of us are under the impression that as we go through life, God's just going to show up there and bless it. No, man, he's got to be the director of your life. Right? The Lord is my shepherd. It did not say the Lord is my companion. Right? You all remember Psalms 23, the one we hear at funerals all the time? Uh, I've got to tell you something. Psalms 23 at a funeral is great. Too late. Okay, you, 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 that, that's not for the guy that's going out tonight. That's for the guy sitting there listening. The Lord is my shepherd. Right? He's Jehovah Rohi. He's going to direct my steps. I'm, I'm giving God the ability to sit on the throne of my life. I'm going to react, respond to the situation the way he tells me to. I'm going to get in agreement with God. I can't walk with God unless I'm in agreement with God. Amen. What the enemy's trying to do is get me in disagreement. Dis is the prefix, which means to push down or press out of. The enemy's using all kinds of stuff in life to try to push you out of agreement with God. Because if you're not in agreement with God, you won't walk with God. If you don't walk with God, you won't end up in the same place where God's at. Well, I don't know about you, but I've experienced a couple of days God was not there. That was my deal. I was large and in charge and in deep yogurt. I needed to get back into agreement with God so that I could be under the direction of God. Hello, somebody. So realize the first thing the enemy, all he's got to do to separate you from the plan of God is get you in disagreement with God. And unfortunately, that is incredibly easy to do because all he has to do is point at something that you don't like and suddenly you're going to disagree with God. If God opens our eyes, and he, God's been dealing with me for several weeks, and some of it has been really cool, and a lot of it I have not liked. Because the fact of the matter is, is most of us are in so many areas of our life. We're great people, good-hearted people, but we are in disagreement with God. Thank you for that incredible response. And, and uh, you all looking at me like, well, that's you. <laughs> we knew something was wrong. But uh, it's good of you to admit it. You know what? It's going on in your life too, right? And the enemy has very successfully led us to a place where we're in disagreement with God. I mean, some of the, some of the areas are so simple. I mean, what about forgiveness? If you're in agreement with God, if you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to walk in forgiveness. Yeah, but they, they, they were wrong. That's not the issue. The issue is, if you're going to walk with God, you're going to have to walk in forgiveness. Why? Because that's what he said to do. Well, I guess God's going to have to speak to me. If he, has, if he can't speak to you through that book, trust me, your name written in the stars is going to change nothing. 
you know, uh, angels coming down and doing the river dance on the hood of the Chevy in the parking lot. It's not going to really change it. Might impress you, but it's not going to change you. Right? We got to get in agreement with God. I mean, if you took your life tonight, you went home, you got real, you got honest, you laid out before God, and you said, okay, show me the areas where I'm not in agreement with your word, you'd be awake all night. You know, love thy neighbor, <laughs> that means we got to move. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we we've got to we we've got to get back in agreement. You know, it's one thing to say we're a believer, we're a Christ follower. But man, you know, if we're going to get real, we're going to have to line ourselves up with God. We we have to start seeing the way God sees, thinking the way God thinks. Trust me, you ain't changing His mind. He's here to change yours. Right? You're supposed to have your mind renewed. You're not, you're not, you're not going to get God to, to, to change, to line up with you. Because he's seeing where your decisions are taking you. He don't want to go there. Uh, he wants to take you to that high life. Matthew, remember Matthew 10 and, and, and the Amplified. Matthew, there's a high life. But you've got to be willing to let go of it. The low life. For he who hangs on to it, the low life will lose it. The high life. You, in order to get the high life, you've got to let go of the low life. It's a lower level of thinking. Remember... God said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways aren't your ways. Right? That wasn't him pointing at you saying, you're stupid, I'm smart. You, you, you know, you're a loser. No, he said, you get, change your thoughts. I'm making them available to you. Jeremiah 33, 3, call me and I'll answer. I'll show you hidden things, secret things, things you, you, that you've never even thought of. I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll give you understanding. James 5, 1, or 1, 5, James. In the book of James, it makes this statement. It says, if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who's ready to tell him anything he needs to know. You know, we, we, we've got to have a desire, a passion to line up and get in agreement with God. To see what God sees. Well, how do I see what God sees? Well, that just simply means that I need to think the way he thinks. Right? Because the way you think is the way you see. The way you see is the way you live. If you're living wrong, it's because you're seeing wrong. If you're seeing wrong, it's because you're thinking wrong. If you're thinking wrong, it's probably because you heard wrong somewhere. There is a possibility that you could be wrong. It's all right. All of us are in the same boat. I think we, we get all stiff about that. We don't want to be wrong. Well, would you rather be corrected or go through life wrong? Let God, you know, correct you. Let, let him help you think the right way. You know, many of us, without, without knowing it, many of us have been used as the, you know, the devil's tool in the lives of others because, you know, well, let me, let me come at it this way. Have you ever known somebody that it just seemed like they had a neon sign over their life that said, kick me? And, and, you know, you're a nice guy. You're a nice gal. You're, you're not going around being mean to people. But every time that guy comes in, something inside of you says, kick him. Go ahead. Do it. He's got the sign. See, you got permission. Kick him. He's an idiot. Do it. Ever been around anybody like that? Many times we treat that person wrong. We never stop to think for a moment. Never stop to think for a moment that that's what the devil's done to him his entire life. 
He's just, he's, and now he's developed a personality and a character, and he's like, a, he, he's like attracting that type of response everywhere he goes. But we've never stopped and thought, man, maybe I should pray for that guy. Why? Well, because we don't think God thoughts. We, we, we're just, we're in tune to our own little deal here. We, we uh, uh, well, I, I tell you what it is. We have fought for everything we got, but missed what we didn't realize we had. We have a connection with God, a relationship with God that can be relevant, but we've traded that for something else because life is kind of busy. Here, look at this scripture, Proverbs 4.23. Keep and guard your heart with all, vigil all vigilance and above all that you guard, above all that you guard, for out of it flow the springs of life. Look at that, springs of life. We're back to the garden, right? Got rivers, got rivers. Hey, coming out of your life are rivers, right? Rivers. Coming out of your heart, rivers. Look what the Word of God says. Guard your heart above everything else guard your heart now here's if we're in agreement with god then we're doing what god said right come on guys this is don't this this isn't a trick this is just so we're on the same page so if we're in agreement with god then we're doing what he said right right if we're doing what he said then we're guarding our heart right so in our heart the word heart is thoughts it's, it's, the, it's the process in which you make your choices and your decisions. This, 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 guard, guard your heart. Shoot. We guard everything but our heart. We, we, we guard our possessions. We guard our positions. When was the last time you guarded your perspectives? When was the last time you stopped and, and, and even asked, Am I, do, yeah, i got to be careful how I look at this. I got, I got to be careful how I look. It, not only in the way you look at others, but the way you look at yourself. If we're going to be successful walking with God, we got to get in agreement with God. If we're going to get in agreement with God, then we need to know kind of what God's thinking, what He said. We need to know that word. We need to align ourselves up with the Word of God. Somebody say amen. See, because my thoughts are going to be determining how I see, and how, what I see is going to determine how I live. How do you see yourself? How do you see others? You know, we're, we're going to put up a couple of pictures tonight. Uh, five guys, we've changed their names to protect the innocent. Go ahead and put that first one up for me, would you? And their, their, their pictures are just going to come up here on the screen in a little bit. And uh, technology is great, isn't it? There, there's one. You might have seen some of, some of these people around. The building. There's five incredibly handsome men. Uh, specimens of incredible manhood right there. Okay? Everybody say, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, hit, hit the thing. Put it in the next slide. Let's, first, you know, there's this guy. We, we're going to protect him and not use his name. There's how he sees himself. You know, some of you, when you look at him, that's what you see. Right? Uh, look, look at the next one. Uh, here I am, but on certain days, this is how you see me. <laughs> if some of you guys are going, I, I, heard, I heard him say all day. Right? Just make him my point for me. 
We, we don't see people the way we should see them. We don't see ourselves the way we should see ourselves. Look, look at the next guy. Alex. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say his name. There he is. There he is. Fine specimen of manhood right there. Look at this next guy. Great guy. There he is on a normal day. Here he is after a little caffeine. Might as well put up Pastor Jim, put up Jim, put Jim's picture up here. There he is on a normal day, and here he is, you know, on a strange day. When you're looking, you can take those down now. When, when you're looking, when you're looking at yourself, at your life, are you seeing what God sees? If you're not seeing it, it's because you're not thinking it. If you're not thinking it, it's because you're not hearing it. If you're not hearing it, it's because you're in disagreement with what God said. We have got to get in agreement with God. You know, before you can see others the way God sees them, you've got to see yourself the way God sees you. And on the canvas of your mind, uh, uh, your heart paints a picture. And tonight I, I want to encourage you, guard your heart. I said, guard your heart. Hell's hunting you. Hell's messing with you on a daily basis. Telling you stuff that's not true about you and about others. Getting you, to, getting you to do warfare about issues that aren't even issues so that you'll never walk with God. Trust me, God wouldn't even slow down there at that thing that you called a speed bump. He wouldn't even looked at it twice. He would have just kept right on going. And, and, and if anything, you know, when, when certain things begin to happen in, in your relationships, why, why is he fighting against relationships? Because it's agreement. See, if you're going to walk with God, then pretty soon others are going to be walking with you with God. And so he can, he can break you down through disagreement. He can get you to live a life of disagreement. If you are in disagreement with God, I guarantee you, you are in disagreement with others. You cannot consistently perform a task that's inconsistent with your character. If you're in agreement with God, you'll just live in agreement. Well, what if they're wrong? You realize God's bigger. He's big enough to handle that mess. He's taking care of the whole world. Your little thing is going to be okay. Come on, guys. We're butting heads with each other on stupid stuff. Let's, let's take the floaties off and move towards the deep end of the pool. Right? I'm going to walk with God. I'm going to get a little bit bigger. Well, I don't like what you said. Nobody did. That's not the issue. The issue is, can you live a life of agreement? Man, if this was easy, everybody do it. But you're, you're not some kind of a sissy. You're a warrior. I said, God said, you're a warrior. Do you agree? God said he has a great plan for you. Do you agree? Well, if you agree that God has a great plan, then stop walking like there ain't no plan for your life. If you're going to walk in agreement with God, you're going to walk like there's a great plan. God calls you victorious. How do you walk? Defeated? Or like a victor? God calls you prosperous. How do you walk? 
in agreement or disagreement. Everything in your world is, we can't afford it. We shouldn't do that. We better not go there. Now, there's a difference between stewardship and fear. Are you walking in agreement with what God said? God calls you righteous. Do you agree? Walk like you're in agreement. God calls you anointed. He calls you forgiven. He calls you chosen. Don't walk like you're a reject, like you're nervous, or like you've just been abandoned. Do you agree with God? If you agree with God, why are you complaining? Why? Why? Your complaining ain't going to change it. But if you, matter of fact, your complaining actually substantiates it. Your, your, the word, the negative word coming out of your mouth, if you agree with the word, the, the word of God, then your word has power. And if you complain and speak negativity, then you're going to have more of what you've said you have. Ever read Mark 4, 24 and 25? The level of thought and study that comes to you, or the level of thought and study you give the truth you hear determines the amount of power and virtue that comes to you. And to him who has shall more be given, and to him who has not even what he has shall be taken away. So to him who has shall more be given. He's going to be given more of what? Of what he has. And to him who has not, to him is going to be taken away. So when you're standing there confessing that you have a problem, what are you going to have more of? problems but when you refuse to call it a problem then what's going to happen then the problem you got is going to be taken away are you in agreement with god's word or what god god says you're light you are the light of the earth walk like you're in the light god says you're a champion well, quit walking like a loser Quit thinking about how bad life is. No, I'm a champion. Amen. But you don't know the battles I'm in. Battles kind of go hand in hand with champions, don't they? Now you got something to champion over. God says that you've been empowered. Don't act like there ain't nothing you can do about it. Act like you're in charge. Walk like you're in charge. Walk like you've got dominion. Walk like you have authority. Walk like you've got a vision. Walk like you've got a connection to God who created this whole thing and who can tell you what to do when you don't know what to do. Walk like you know what life's about. Walk like you got life. Get in agreement with God. Stop disagreeing with Him. Because here's the deal. Is if you... If you are in disagreement with him, then you would suddenly fall into agreement with somebody else. There's another voice. There's another voice trying to get you to disagree with God. Why is hell so hot and heavy about getting you out of agreement with God? Why is hell coming after your family so hard? Because where your family, that, that family life, where that's going to take, what that's going to produce. See, it ain't about you. Check this out. Look at this. Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the children of Israel. 
And every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon uh, that I've given you, as I said to Moses. From the wilderness in this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, and the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun, that's going to be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. There's a couple things here that you, you've got to wrap your brain around. Number one, this first six verses of this chapter of the book of Joshua, you know, who is this about? Who, who is this about? I mean, just think for a minute. I don't know you're scared, but you don't have to shout out an answer. But let's think. Who's that about? Well, it's about Joshua. Really? Go to verse 3. Put up verse 3 for me. I'm hoping it's verse 3. Ah, verse 2. Let's try 2. Moses is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people. Now, I want you to say that with me. All this people. Say it again. All this people. See, we think this is about Moses, but th no, this is about all this people who have been connected to Moses. Look at verse 6. Be strong, be of good courage, for to this people. See, this ain't about Joshua. This is about the people that God's connected to Joshua. Hello? See, the battle you're in ain't about you, but it's about the people that God's connected to you. Is it 57 times in the Bible it says one another. Love one another, serve one another, pray for one another, encourage one another, okay? How do you do one another without another? You got, you know, this is not about you. There's over 6 billion people on the planet Every single one of them belong to an elite group that you can't get membership to. Everybody else belongs to a group that you can't become a member of that group. That group is called others. If there's all those others and only one you, this can't all be about you. So the victory that God wants you to experience isn't about you, but it's about all this people that he's connected to you. Every place the sole of your foot shall tread, I'm going to give you, but it's because of the people. See, you don't, you don't need anointing to live isolated and discouraged. You need the anointing to live connected and victorious. What God wants to do in your life is going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams, but it ain't about you. He did say about verse 5, no man shall be able to stand against you. He didn't say no man was, wouldn't try. He just said they won't be able to do it. Okay, There's all kinds of opposition that, that we come up against. But what we do is we suddenly back down and say, you know what? I don't need this pressure. You're right. You don't. But all this people do. I don't need this, this headache. Right. But all these people do. I don't need to be connected to, to, you know, to church. I don't need to go to church. Right. But all the people God wants to connect you to need to be led to a place where they can be in a place where they're experiencing the fullness of the presence of God. I don't need to be a giver. Right. But the people that God wants to connect you to need to understand the power of living to give and loving to give and receiving the blessing. Maybe you don't need it. Well, if this is just about you, you go sit in a corner and die somewhere. 
This ain't about you. This ain't about me. This is about what God's called us to do. The reason I have to walk with God is so that I can lead those who are connected to me on a God walk so it'll change their destiny. It's not about me. If it's just me and God, he'd come down to the bedroom, we'd have hang out and drink lattes, and we'd talk, and we'd visit, and we'd make funny jokes about you people. But it's not about me. It's about all of this people that God wants to connect. Hello, somebody. So you, you, here's what you got to do. You got to get in agreement with God. God's plan is so much bigger than your thought. The future, Jeremiah 29, 11. You may have never heard this one. I know the thoughts and the plans I have for you, saith the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Right? God's plan to give you a hope and a future. That is God's plan for you. But it ain't about you. It's all these people. It's like these the family that dedicating their child. It's, one, it's really nice to pray for your son and hope he serves God. But how crazy is it to hope he serves God while you live for the devil? You know, we wouldn't do that, would we? We wouldn't come up and say, okay, here's what we want you to do. We want you to be blessed and we want you to know God, but we're going to go hang out down at the bar. No, man, the life that God's doing in us is, is, is the thing that's going to lead our children. It's, it's what's going to change our community. It's, it's what's going to bring healing to our city. And if the enemy can get you in disagreement with that, if he can get you to, to, to fight with each other, if he, if he can get you to, to think, okay, uh, there's something wrong with that person. I don't like the way they think. Oh, man, he's got you already. He's already got you. See, because... To be in agreement with God is to be in fellowship with Him, right? Destiny's called you. Hell's haunting you. Fellowship's going to protect you. It's all about really, in the master plan, God's got to connect us to each other. We, we, we have to come to a, to a covenant agreement. You going to be an overcomer? You're going to have to be an overlooker. There's going to be some stuff in relationships that you're just going to have to overlook. You're going to have to stop. Instead of saying, that hurt my feelings, you're going to have to stop and say, I'm going to pray for him. He's having a bad day. What? Instead of saying, well, what? she had no right to say that, you need to stop and say, you know what? I have every right to lift her up. I'm not going to allow the enemy to separate what God's trying to put together because God has a plan. And it's bigger than any one of us. It's about all this people. I said it's about all this people. And i got to tell you something. In order to get into agreement with God, it's probably going to push you to a place where you're going to have to really begin to pray. You're going to have to spend some time every day talking to God. Help me here. Direct me. Direct me. i I, I got to tell you something. I, I, you know, I pastor the church, and I have to have God's help to walk with God every day. Every day, there, there's opportunity for me to ask God to wait in the car. I got a few things I need to take care of real quick. I'll be right back. Every day. It takes prayer, man. You, you got to have a passion and a desire that's, that, that just says, you know what, God, I want you relevant in my life. Help me. Help me make good choices. Help me make right decisions, even when it hurts, God. Help me do what's right, because it's, it's going to influence so many other people. 
That's what it is to walk with God. That's what it is that we've been required to do. He has shown you, old man, what is good. Do what's right. Love the fact that he's going to empower you to do it. Walk humbly with God. And you know the key word there? It's not God and it's not walk. It's humbly. You're going to have to humble yourself. You're going to have to set yourself down. You have to put your stuff back on the shelf and say, okay. I, I'm going to live for you today. Do my best, Father, to, to make decisions that are in agreement with your word. But you know what happens almost instantaneously? Is there is a sense of God's presence that comes into your world. Almost instantaneously, man, wham! And there's a sense of God's presence that you know, hey, this is not a decision I normally would make, but I, feel, I, I can sense God's going to make this thing turn for good. Pretty soon, things that used to knock you down, suddenly you're stepping over. Same challenges, same circumstances, but you have a different perspective. You're able to see through the fog and realize that God's taking you to a place and it really is impacting lives. I don't think you realize how many lives you've impacted. I don't think you understand the influence that God has granted you in your, in your world. I think we have the ability to go to a brand new level, though, and really demonstrate the power of God in our life as we just walk with God. Man, take a step. Take that step. Take that step. I don't know, God. Well, go, trust me. Take that step. Will you close your book? Bow your heads. I just want to pray for you. Worship team's going to come back. If you're here tonight, you say, you know what? I'd like to have a walk with God. I realize that I'm not in agreement with God. You know, that sounds like such a tremendous statement. Probably if, if we were honest, all of us could actually say that. There's areas of my life where I'm not in agreement with God, but there's something going on in your spirit and you sense it. You realize you're not in agreement with God and you're ready to have the the life that Jesus came to connect you to. You want the victory that's supposed to be yours. If that's you, I'm going to ask you, Just no one's looking around, heads are bowed, eyes are closed. A couple of the prayer team, you know, they're watching because we're going to pray for you. But if you're here tonight, you say, you know what? That's me. I, I sense that. I sense God's dealing in my heart right now. I want to get into agreement with God. Would you just hold your hand up so we can see it? Thank you, ma'am. You can put it down. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. I just want to get in agreement with God. I, I want to align myself with the Word of God tonight. Maybe you're here and you, you don't have any relationship with God at all. You, you don't know God. He's not a relevant part of your day. You're separated from God altogether. Then we're talking to you too. Just lift your hand and say, Pastor Tom, that's me. Pray for me. Include me in this prayer. We're all going to pray together. We're not going to call you out. We're not going to embarrass you. I want to get my life lined up with God. Are you here? Anybody else? Would you all just repeat this prayer with me? Just say, Heavenly Father, I need you tonight. I need your love. 
I need your acceptance. I need you to renew my mind. I want to walk with you. Take me and shape me. Shape me into the person you've called me to be. I receive tonight correction from my Father. Father, I pray for these people tonight that have lifted their hands, that, that, that realize there's areas of life where we're not in agreement. We're not seeing the result that you've described. We're not seeing the picture that, that you've painted. And Father, we come tonight with a humble spirit and we just ask you, Father, change us. Change us. We want to walk with you. We want to walk hand in hand with you. We want to do all that you've called and created us to do. Change us from the inside out. Holy Spirit, move in our life in a supernatural fashion. We give you glory and honor and praise. In Jesus' name. Would you all just stand with us one more time? We're going to sing one more song. And there's people who are, you know what, if you're here and you're thinking, you know what I need, I, I would like just agreement. I, I'd like somebody to get into agreement with me in prayer. And uh, we've got people who are more than willing to just hook up with you and pray for a while. And, uh, you know, just to make it easy for you, you, you can just go, we'll wave at them. See, see Will over there? Other people will go and they'll meet with you. They'll just go in the back room over here and we'll pray. Uh, you know, it's not like a little tiny closet and they don't have rubber hoses. They're not going to hit on you. It's just a great big room. You're going to go over there and pray. We do it away from the speaker so you can hear them they can hear you. Just a place to pray. We, we want to be here for you. We understand that the journey that God's called you to, is it requires some, some strength, some power. And we want to we be a, a source of encouragement to each other. Amen? Amen? So if you need prayer, head that way during the song, and they'll just pray with you. We're believing God for great things. How many of you are ready to take another step on the God walk? Amen. 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 Let's give him a prayer. Thank you.